Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. tonight and we look forward with grateful hearts and grateful minds Lord that we get to evaluate your word we get to not evaluate in the sense of judge it but evaluate in the sense of learning it detail upon detail scripture with scripture here a little there a little line upon line Lord we thank you for that tonight and I thank you Lord that you anoint pastor Don, to teach us the scriptures tonight, to teach us by the Holy Spirit those things in Judges and any other errors you wish to reveal tonight. And I pray that you um, help Chad and myself to read, that you protect our minds or our thoughts or ideas, that we only speak of that which you want, and that we would read the Word by the Holy Spirit in the way that he wants it conveyed. And I pray for every listener, whether they're present or downloading, Lord, that you would teach them by the Holy Spirit, because it surely must be by the Spirit of God that people are taught. Otherwise, it's uh, not going to get done the way you want it. And so, Father, we thank you for that. And tonight, Lord, I lift up to you Matthew, Sergio's dad, who's dying, <clears throat> and the family has requested, Father, that he would pass in peace. Yes. And I pray, Lord, that if there's any chance that he needs to repent of anything here before he passes, that before he dies, that he would awaken, and often I've heard this happens, that he would come to for a brief period of time where he has a whole new energy level and that He's able to repent of those things and speak to the loved ones around him and let them be assured that he loves the Lord Jesus and is is saved and that he can get right with his family in any way that he needs to. 
and for this opportunity, Lord, we're grateful. And I pray for everyone in the chat room tonight, Lord, that you would meet all the needs that are present. And I'm sure everyone's brought them to you, and I know that you've heard them, and I just believe, Lord, that you will answer them. And we pray for your will to be done, your answer to be given, and not that which we necessarily want, but what you want. And I pray all these things in the name of Jesus with gratefulness and gratitude. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 Well, folks, tonight we're in Judges chapter 13, the good old number 13, and we run across one of the great heroes of the faith. There's a grand lesson to be learned here, people. A lot of you, a lot of folks, downloaders and judgmental people that think they got their act together and they think, oh, the Lord's blessing me because I've got all this all this abundance around me and I live in a nice home and oh my all my kids are doing so well and they all got jobs and a lot of, and and that is a blessing in a way but not necessarily not necessarily people have been over the years the church has gone from understanding blessings in a different way People seem to attribute worldly possession and wealth to blessing. At a time period, the old and under the old covenant, it was that way. But it's not that way now. Under the new covenant, it's a totally different ball game. But people want to hold on to the blessings of the old covenant which was material instead of spiritual. Now, that don't apply to everybody, but we all can be deceived into thinking that. The Lord has blessed me with good health. The Lord is the Lord has my... I'm 90 years old and I'm still... Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. See? Because it's a whole different ball game in the new covenant. Because we're not dealing with the flesh, we're dealing with the spiritual man. So what's that got to do with Samson? You will see, as we deal with this life, remember, this is one of the heroes of the faith. This is the one that the Lord, the Holy God, the Holy Spirit, decided to put his name etched in eternity. Right beside Jephthah, Barak, and David. Every one of them sinners. Every one of them with great sin. But yet, they're etched in eternity as heroes of the faith. Examples. Examples for what? that you can learn from their life. And you're supposed to learn from their mistakes. Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience might have hope. That's 
That's what it's, that, that's the reason the Lord etched it in eternity, these names that we read in Hebrews 11. That's why the scriptures are preserved. You're not supposed to imitate Samson's failure, even though Samson's a type of a Christian that lives his whole life for himself. Even though he has the right admonitions to start with, as we're going to learn. See, his whole life for himself can mean a whole lot of things to a whole lot of different people. Because a lot of a lot of people they categorize worldliness in different categories. See. A lot of people down south in the Bible Belt will say the people in New York are worldly as hell because there's certain things that the culture doesn't allow down south that they allow in New York and allow north of the Mason-Dixon line, which is true. And then the people above the Mason-Dixon line, they don't think they're doing anything wrong. Therefore, they set their standard of worldliness a step further, see, like what they do in Hollywood. In other words, I don't, excuse me, I hate taking, but there's so much noise going on in the background, it's even, it's blowing my ears out. I don't know what's going on back there, but it's bleeding over. I was on mute, so I don't know. That's me. Apologies. But that. The people's category, the Word of God puts it this way in the book of Proverbs. Hmm. Every man's way is right in his own eyes. So, if every man's way is right in his own eyes, don't you think that you should, instead of looking through your eyes, look through the lens of the Scriptures and what the Scripture says? Just a thought. And just a fact. A scriptural fact. Paul puts it this way. Judging themselves among themselves. They're not wise. See? Well, I don't do so and so, so I'm okay. That's just to put it in street language. Well, I don't do that, so I'm all right, see? I'll just take my little pets in and I'll, you know. But it ain't what they do. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't cuss, so I'm wonderful and just as wicked as hell in the heart. Thoughts, imaginations, unfaithfulness, pride, envy, strife, backbiting. But yet I don't drink and I don't cuss and I don't smoke and I don't whore around. (laughs) 
That's why they want the the rock law. That's why they want the table of stone instead of the law of the Spirit in the new covenant. So they can pet their sin. And it's all there. And I didn't say it's all on the inside. Some people have problems with things on the outside, but their inside is pure. See, that's a paradox. That's a paradox of the Christian life that most people won't even utter from the pulpit. But that's what you have to deal with. If so be you're born of the Spirit, that's the kind of thing you have to deal with. Brother Chad, turn to Galatians 5. Okay. And scroll down to the, but these are the fruits of the Spirit, okay? Yes, of course, yes. You see, when the Lord said you can judge a tree by the fruit it bears, he wasn't just talking about cleaned up, nice, washed behind the ears, the outward appearance. He was talking about the inside. Because not one fruit of the Spirit got anything to do with don't do this, don't do that, see. Because if the fruits of the Spirit are there, it'll take care of that stuff on the outside. Eventually. Chip away here, chip away there, chip away here, chip away there. Oh, it runs rampant through the church today. I'm talking about the real church. The standards are so, uh, the standard has been set so low, the ladder is so low when it comes to morality to character, to truthfulness, to faithfulness. Oh, I'm going to do so-and-so and lying all the time. Christians are the world's worst. That's why people that are lost look down at Christianity. The first quality in a steward is he be found faithful, not talking out both sides of his mouth. And if the fruits of the Spirit are there, they will be, they will chip away till they get to that point, till Christ be formed in you, as Paul said. So don't be so harsh to judge Brother Samson. I heard a Bible teacher the other day slam Samson up one side and down the other. Self-righteous bastard. Because that's what he was. I'm not speaking. I'm not cussing. I'm speaking Bible. God hates self-righteousness because you've got nothing to be self-righteous about. Your righteousness is in Jesus Christ only. It's his righteousness that gets you through. And his alone. Be very careful with those lips.
very careful. I forget the little children's song, the, the vacation Bible school song. Be careful, little lips, what you say. Be careful, little lips, what you say. Same thing with the ears and the eyes. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, that's not just for vacation Bible school kiddies. That's for 40, 50, and 60-year-old folks as well. Because there's a lot of folks 40, 50, and 60 years old that are little babies in diapers when it comes to growth in the spiritual life. Brother David, man after God's own heart, kills one of his best warriors just to get his wife. Never was there more one more beloved than David to God. Where do you stand? Hmm? David was a big sinner, but he was a big repenter. Psalm 51, everybody ought to be familiar with it. If you're not familiar with Psalms 51, I got my doubts about you, period. You hear me? I mean every word I'm saying. Because I know human nature. I know myself. You're no different than me. You were born in sin just like I was. And if you're born again, you were saved by the same grace that I was, baptized into the same body I was, and deal with some of the same things that I deal with, that every Christian deals with. So don't put on airs. You can't put on airs to God. See, man, you can come off good. You can come off in a big way. You can talk all about Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. But see, the Lord knows your heart. And the Word of God cuts all the way down to the thoughts and intents of the heart. David, turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Okay. Okay, I'm there. It cuts all the way to the thoughts and intents of the heart, to the joints and marrow, all the way down. That's why you don't want to read it. That's why you don't want to mess with it. You want somebody else to tell you what it says, see? Because personal one-on-one, that Holy Spirit will take them words and it'll cut you like a razor. And good Bible-believing preaching and good Bible-believing teaching will cut you, will tell you your sin and lay it out for everybody to see, figuratively speaking. You know who you are. And then the Holy Ghost says, what you going to do? Get it right or push it aside? He won't shout it. It'll just be a little tug. See? He's the comforter. He speaks softly. 
the still small voice. And you know what? One of the biggest things in the world, one of the biggest problems Christians have is when a preacher or teacher is coming across, they'll think he's talking about the other guy. That's one of Satan's. That's some of the spiritual warfare that takes place that some don't even realize. See, because you've padded your little sin. You've justified your life. You've placated your unfaithfulness. And it will wax worse and worse like a canker till the calluses are so thick that the spirit barely can get through to tug at all. Better it is not to make a vow, folks, than to make a vow and not keep it. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks upon the heart. Now let's check out the fruits of the Spirit. Let's see what fruits the Lord was talking about. Brother Chad. Okay, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such, there is no law. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Each one of those fruits of the Spirit will work on everything and get rid of what Brother Chad's fixing to read. If these fall in the category of your life, go right above that and read the things of the flesh. Right above <laughs> the fruits of the Spirit. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You see, you see, you go, you go down through that list, and you'll tell, well, I don't do, I don't commit adultery, or well, I don't kill nobody. Was that right? The Lord said, if you hate your brother, you've committed murder already in your heart. Same thing with adultery. See, 
things have flipped, folks. Things have flipped from one covenant to the other. You know why the Word of God's so hard for you to spend, to make a point to take in every day? You know why? Brother David's fixing to read why. You make every excuse in the world you want. But the Word of God's fixing to tell you why. Read it, Dave. For the Word of God, Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's exactly the truth. You know why people want to deal with, oh, this ought to be translated that, or they want to talk about this, or they want everything but that new man, that perfecting of the new man. Because you know why? That hits home. That turns the tips of the ears red. If so be the Spirit of God dwells in you, and if so be you're a new creature in Christ. If not, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. If you can't be faithful to the book to what's etched in eternity, how can you be faithful to anything else? Oh, 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 it's something you like to do. Oh, 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 it's something that you figured in your your budget you can afford to do. See? Oh, it's all about you, isn't it? Where's the faith? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus. Oh, when the Holy Ghost has to learn some stuff. Yeah. In a pig's eye, go tell your mama because your father ain't listening. Brother Sampson had trouble with the women. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. I just went by the mirror. I can relate. I can relate with Brother Sampson. He was set up from the very beginning, to be one of the greatest judges. He had all the tools. He had he had all the tools in somewhat kind of a miraculous birth. Set apart by God. He had all the tools. Probably a pretty good looking guy. Pretty 
probably had a way with words, too, as you're going to see. Probably was a good talker. Probably had a pretty outgoing personality as well. And he was strong. Gifted from God. But he had trouble with obedience. Bring any bells? Mine's about to deafen me. So what is your besetting sin? Well, it ain't nothing Samson did. I ain't had no trouble with women. I've been married to the same woman for 50 or 60 years, or 30 or 40 years. Yeah, is that right? I wonder how in your mind, if your wife could see into your mind, I wonder how you would like for it to be displayed in technicolor if your wife could see your mind. Well, I've been faithful. I've never committed adultery with anyone. Is that right? Like I said before, I wonder if it was laid out in technicolor. Would you want your wife to see it? Or the television Samson program. Samson had trouble huh? with drink. He had trouble with alcohol. Boy, I, I just drink tea. I don't ever get drunk. All kind of stuff Samson had and had all the tools to do so good. His life's a shambles to the very end. Yet Christ's blood washed away everything we're fixing to read. And the only thing you know about Samson in the New Covenant is he was a hero in the faith. That ought to be, you ought to be breathing a sigh of relief. If so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. You ought to be breathing a sigh of relief that First John chapter 1 is in the book. It's etched in eternity. You ought to be thanking God you're taking a breath. You have the opportunity to avail yourself of 1 John chapter 1. You still have that opportunity. He hasn't taken away the breath of life that he gave you yet. It does the shame of that technicolor screen at the Bema seat has not went into operation yet. He hasn't clicked the on switch of your life yet. You still have an opportunity to do something about it. Brother Sampson doesn't have an opportunity anymore, so his sins are laid out for everyone to see, to learn from. But pay close attention to what's read. Brother Dave, Judges chapter 13, start at verse 1. 
And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines forty years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren, and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive, and bear a son. Now therefore beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For, lo, thou shalt conceive, and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God, very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach okay. us. Okay, stop just a second. There he will be a Nazarite till the day of his death. So he is born into this world and he's going to be a Nazarite to the day of his death. And such and such, you fill in the blank, is born again of the Spirit of God, and he will be a Christian till the day he dies. Now then, you got three score and ten in between to fill in the blanks. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you are in your years. I don't know where you are in your Christian growth. But I do know this. If you're not eating of God's bread and drinking of the water of life and applying it through obedience, you're not too old when it comes to spiritual growth. And I don't give a tinker's damn how many YouTube clips you watch. So he shall be a Nazarite till the day he dies. And you will be a Christian till the day you die. But what kind? of Christian will you be? Brother Chad, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 while Brother Dave's continuing to read. Go ahead, Brother Dave. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O my Lord, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child 
that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman as she sat in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste, and ran, and shewed her husband, and said unto him, Behold, the man hath appeared unto me, that came unto me the other day. And Manoah rose, and went after his wife, and came to the man, and said unto him, Art thou the man that spakest unto the woman? And he said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let the words come to pass. How shall we order the child, and how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware, she may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee, until we shall have made ready a kid for thee. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread, and if thou wilt offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? that when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously, and Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass, when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar, that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar, and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their faces to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto his wife, we shall surely die because we have seen God. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands. We have Neither. seen God. In other words, they saw, they thought, oh my goodness, this is just an angel. No, it's the angel of the Lord. It is the theophany, it's the pre-incarnate. Lord Jesus Christ. You wouldn't have known that if Manoah hadn't have made that statement, we've seen God. God manifest in the flesh. Great is the mystery of godliness, folks. Continue. But his wife said unto him, If the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and a meat offering at our hands. Neither would he have shewed us all these things, nor would as at this time have told us such things as these. And the woman bare a son, and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit 
of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtel. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to work in the Christian's life. Did the Christian make it easy for the Lord to work in their life? Or did this Nazarite Samson, did he make it easy for the Spirit of the Lord to work in his life? The answer is no. He didn't. Go to chapter 2, Brother David. And while Brother David's going to chapter 2, let's read about somebody that was a brother in Christ that really dropped the ball that nobody likes to talk to you about. So be careful how you judge someone else, folks. Brother Chad, chapter 6, 1 Corinthians. Just start reading at verse 1. Okay. Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do ye not know that this do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Now let me set this up. There's a problem in the Corinthian church. And nobody knows what to do. And Paul's telling them, you, you, and let me just put it in old straight language. You bunch of silly sap suckers. No, you're not. You're going to judge angels in the end. You're saved. You're, 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 you're Christian. You're in the body of Christ. You're going to judge the world. You're going to judge angels at the white throne judgment because it's after you've been judged at the Bema seat and you, you, and you can't judge the smallest matters and here this is popped up in your, in your fellowship and in your congregation and you can't judge what's taking place. You're supposed to know what the book says. So let's see how Paul handles it. Go ahead, brother. Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are the least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. It is so that there is not a wise man. Is, is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. And Now therefore, there is utterly a fault among you. Because ye go to the law one with another, why do ye not rather take wrong? Why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud, and that your brethren. Okay, stop right there. Now, Paul's jumping their case. He's jumping their case big time. Flip right back to the previous chapter. Let's see why he's coming down on them hard, folks. Let's, well, let's see why Paul is slamming the hammer down. Start verse 1, chapter 5. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles. This is was... sexual fornication. This is not race mixing, folks. The context tells you. Continue, brother. Start verse 1 and come in here. Start at the very first of the verse and come down through it. It again. is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. Do you know what that makes that guy? 
you know, the uh, modern-day culture, especially among the blue gum, have a specific word for this. Oh, I'm not going to get graphic and say it. You know what I mean, Shelly B. Pretty serious, right? That a son should have his dad's wife. That makes him going to bed with his mama. Hmm. Just like Ham. Continue. Uh, verse 2, And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present, concerning him that hath so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Yeah, destruction of the flesh. But the man still saved. And look what a heinous crime he commits against society and against the fellowship and against the church. If anybody was going to lose their salvation, that pretty much take the cake rep, that would be the one. Well, don't you think so? Don't you think that the elect wasn't the elect? It's fall from grace? <laughs> ah. No. Turn him over to the destruction of the flesh. Because it said to Bema, see, he, it's, it's just going to be a bonfire and shame. But let's see what Paul says to do to this guy. Eventually. Paul's all been out of shape about this, okay? Let's read. Go to 2 Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Start reading. Just start, read, just start reading. Uh, go down to about the last three or four verses and then go on into the second chapter. 2 Corinthians chapter 1? Yes. Yes. Uh, I did find it interesting that that First Corinthians verse was five five. A lot of death being talked about there of the flesh. Anyways, Second Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty three. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth. Not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. Chapter 2, 2 Corinthians. But I determined this with myself, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad? You see, Paul, let me explain what Paul's saying. His Greek so eloquent, putting it into English, some people miss what Paul's saying. Paul's saying, hey, I, I haven't come to you yet, but... I am going to come to you, but I'm going to come in sorrow, all right? And I've kind of, and you read between the lines, Paul's cooled off a little bit, all right? Mm. Because of what the guy did. He's cooled off a little bit. Now watch what he says. 
Pay close attention. You know that's what he's talking about. You know he's referring back to the big sin in the Corinthian church in chapter 5. Continue reading. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad, but the same which is made sorry by me? And I wrote this same unto you, lest when I came I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice. See there, he's referring back to letter one. Go ahead. Having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears. That's right, because there's not commonly as commonly known among you, there's a fornicator. And that was not even known among the Gentiles, that a man should have his daddy's wife. Go ahead. Not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment, which was inflicted of many. Oh, so they did judge him, and they did kick him out, and turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. But let's see Paul's change of heart. Go ahead. Verse 7. So that, contrarywise, ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swelled up with overmuch sorrow. Bingo. Be careful how you judge, folks. All of you righteous folks out there. Only righteousness you've got is Jesus Christ. Brother David, chapter 2, Judges. Okay. Judges, chapter 2, verse 1. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Abokim and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. That's Judges chapter 2? Yes. I mean, Judges, excuse me, Judges chapter 2 and Judges 13. Brother, my fault. Oh. I apologize. Um, Judges 13? Judges chapter 14, brother. Oh, okay. Sorry. My fault. I'm the one who yeah. was wrong. Yeah. Okay. We're going, talking about Samson. So chapter 14, verse 1. And Samson went down to Timnath and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? Okay. So, I wonder what Samson's fixing to do. Is there not a daughter of my brethren, or of thy people, Samson's the Israelite, folks. The Philistine and the other race around him is not. Okay. So what you got there? I wonder what you got. 
Remember, he's supposed to be pure. Especially, he's a Nazarite till the day dies. But he bumps his head. Just like Samson bumps his head over and over and over again. Like the old blue gum at the rescue mission, Angelo used to say, Mr. Don, I done bumped my head again. He's a crack at it. I done bumped my head again. You ever dealt with addiction? I'm probably talking to some folks that's having a problem with it right now. Odds are I am. You're addicted to something. It might not be crack cocaine. It may be liquor. It may be porn. It may be prescription medicine. Dude, it may be food. You may be big as the side of a horse and blaming it on a gallbladder problem or something. Or what is it the women always say, oh, they got some kind of problem they blame it on. Oh, they got hand-to-mouth disease. Men, too. Society don't set the rules, folks, even though you think it does. Paul said, let your moderation be known among all men. Don't let whatever controls you owns you, folks. It may be television. Oh, it don't own me. No, I got control of it. Oh, it ain't the liquor. I, I can tell you, I, I know when to stop. You do? Well, why don't you stop? Because you don't want to, right? Like I've told you before, the Chinese have a saying. Man take drink. Drink, take drink. Drink, take man. That works with anything. Fill in the blank. See, it's supposed to stop with the man takes a drink. But it doesn't. Then the drink takes a drink. Then a drink. The drink takes man. And you can fill in the blank. Doesn't have to be drink. Well, I'm just going to check this website out. Well, this sure does make me feel good. I think I'm going to do it again. What rules you owns you? Maybe money. It must be for a lot of folks out there. <laughs> it sure ain't. That it ain't. There's not an audience out there that's well blessed with charity, that's for sure. Save a handful. Shouldn't be that way. The love of money is the root of all evil. I'd give my $25 a month. <laughs> you hear folks ever tried to live on $25 a month? See, so you need to put yourself in somebody else's situation except thinking about yourself all the time.
What is it? Your family? They run you? God gave them to you. He can take them away from you. He did mine. I speak from experience. How about you? He can take them away just like he gave them to you. Oh, that's just that's just that old preacher talking. God would never do me that way. Do you even know him? Do you even know him? Can you really say father? And he says yes. Samson loved the women. But that wasn't all Samson's problem. And he was a Nazarite from his birth to his death. And you're a Christian born of God, and you will be till you die. What you gonna do with your life? What you gonna do what you gonna do tomorrow differently? What are you gonna do tonight differently? You're going to shut this old hillbilly redneck southern preacher off and you've got entertained and you've laughed and you've giggled. and You can shut him off and you don't have to look at him. But you can't shut God off, see. You can't shut the Holy Spirit off. If so be the Spirit dwells in you. Wonder if you treated your employer the way you treat your preacher. Hmm? Look at how long you'd have a job. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, but you do. You always treat the one that dishes the do me out better than the one that deals the spiritual do me, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Where your treasure is. There will your heart be also. Greatest blessing I ever got was getting over that hump. You don't know how liberating it is, and only the ones that do can speak from experience. Heavenly Father, take the words that's been said tonight, Father, use them for your honor and glory. May the Holy Spirit take the reading of your word, impress it upon the hearts of the listeners. Do your work in each individual as you see fit, Lord God. May you get all the honor and the glory out of it, for it's in your precious Son's name, the one that bled and died for each and every one under the sound of my voice. For his sake alone, I ask these things. In his precious name, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Lord willing, folks, we'll see you. Friday night, and we'll pick up where we left off, and we'll get a little bit more into the historical aspects of Brother Sampson's life. If you would, Brother Chad, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory, Lord. You've given us so much. We'll never, ever be able to repay you, Lord, and 
Yeah. You haven't asked us to, to, to do that. You've only asked us to believe on the name of your Son, Lord Jesus Christ, and put all of our heart and soul into him, Lord, and undermine to love you with our heart, mind, and our soul, Lord, with all of our strength, Lord. We ask you that you help us with our, with our sin, Lord. Forgive us our sins of today. Show us our unrepented sin. Light that fire underneath us, Lord. If the Spirit be within us, Lord, we have no excuse. There is no excuse, Lord. You said, keep my commandments. And we always fail, Lord. Every day we sin. But you've given us your Son, Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, that we may be able to fellowship with him, Lord, the creator of all things. And we pray for all of our assembly, Lord, that every one of us be zealous in our love for you, Lord. Yes. That the fire in us might be overwhelming for us, that we, that we do in our lives, Lord. That we not sit back on our salvation, that we be compelled, Lord, to stand up, proclaim your, our love for you, be not ashamed of the gospel, Lord. Wherever we have the opportunity to, to share the gospel, Lord. And we ask that if there be any of our brethren out there that need us, Lord, that you give us the strength, that you give us the, the, the wherewithal and, and, and the ability and, and, and that, that we've spent the time to learn your word and commit it to our hearts, Lord, for we have no excuse. You've given us everything. You've given us your son. You've given us his blood. You've given us eternal assurance of salvation. You've given us your word that, that, will, that will last beyond time, that it was here before time and will be here after time. You've given us everything we need, Lord, and we have absolutely no excuse. We all fall short of the glory, Lord. We are all sinners, but we are saved by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious blood and his finished work on Calvary. We ask that you go with all of our brethren this week, Lord. You answer our prayers and that we pray in truth, Lord, and we pray for what your will is, Lord. Help the Holy Spirit teach us, Lord. Let that Holy Spirit teach us. Let us not deny you, Lord. Let us not use our freedom of will to deny you, but let us be malleable and let let you do good work in us lord we ask that you do good look do do the good work in us lord for you've done so much and we are but your servants lord we be the weakened vessels lord that you be able to be mighty within us and that your work be able to shine and that, that our pride and our flesh and our eyes and our outward man be starved this week, Lord, and that we spend time in your word and in prayer and supplication to you, Lord, that you be able to feed our inward man and that we live on that bread and that water that you've given us, Lord, the, the water of life, that when we drink of it, we, we have everlasting life, as you've promised and as you've given us, Lord. Once saved, always saved, Lord. We look forward to that day when, when you come. And until that day come, Lord, all things are for your glory. And in your in the precious name of your Son, 
our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen. 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 Folks, James chapter 1, verse 22. James, brother James, written to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own That's James chapter 1, verse 22. That's what this whole night's been about. The ones that are deceiving their own selves. Talking out both sides of their mouth. Deceiving their own selves. You shall know the tree by the fruit it bears. Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministries. Telephone number 334-397-2333. Again, that's 334-397-2333. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And you can go to PayPal if you have an account and enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com and make an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and Don Spears Ministries. And remember, folks, what it says in Luke chapter 12, verse 42. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. And that is, Feeding the flock like the pastor, and on our turn, it's feeding the pastor with our worldly goods. And so you can send your offerings and your letters to Pastor Don's mailing address. It's 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1. That's 3155 Louisville Street, Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, Zip code 36017. 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good job, guys. Love each and every one of you. And God bless each and every one in the chat room as well. I expect we get some phone calls this week, guys. Amen, amen. Good night, everyone. Love you, Brother Kevin. Great job. Lord willing, we'll be here Friday night. Help permit. Good night, guys. Good night, Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.